Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. Matthew 22, verse number 23. I'm going to read this entirety today uh, down through about verse 32 is where I think I'm going to go to and and see, see what God does with this. Today, if you found Matthew twenty-two twenty-three, 23, shout amen. amen. The same day came to him the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection, and asked him, saying, Master, Moses said, if a man die having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up seed unto his brother. Now there were with us seven brethren, and the first when he had married a wife, deceased, and having no issue, left his wife unto his brother. Likewise the second also, and the third unto the seventh, and last of all the woman died also. Therefore in the resurrection, whose wife shall she be of the seven, for they all had her? Jesus answered and said unto them, Ye do err, ye err not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. Many are learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. You can't understand this book apart from the Spirit of God. It's spiritually discerned. They didn't have the Spirit of God. That is the power of God. You understand that, don't you? And tear you in Jerusalem till you be endued with power from on high. That power is the Holy Ghost. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage. But are as, not, not are an angel, but as the angels of heaven, God in heaven. So what does that tell you? They're not married either. And the thing that caused so much trouble in this world is marriage. And God said it's good that a man not be alone. So there's been problems throughout the ages. God, God gave us marriage for us to have children. It's another message. But it's touching the resurrection of the dead. Have you not read that which was spoken unto you by God saying, I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Father, I love you and I thank you for this day, this time, the chance to be in church again, Lord. I I am inept on my own. I can't do one thing without you. But I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Now fill my mouth, guard my tongue, and help me, God, be accurate in the scripture of the Holy Writ today. Feed us this word that I can feed your people. Lord, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just stuck in this place, in the book. And Lord, there has to be reason that you have kept me right here. I can't find anything else to preach today. This is all I've got. So God, do your work through your word and for your glory. Say, if there's someone lost, save them today. God, they could have already been saved in the singing. 
we sing Amazing Grace. But God, touch the child of God. Let us be encouraged and informed and instructed and warned by the word of God for the glory of God. I ask it in my king's name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. And amen. I want to try to preach for the next week or two or maybe three weeks. I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but it's going to hold this same title. I'm going to, I'm going to be, uh, I'm, I can't get my mind off this for some reason. But I want to preach for a little while on an unnecessary death. On an unnecessary death. Now, briefly, briefly, I already hit this last week, but we know, we know that death is expected. It's already been said. Brother Jimmy testified to the fact that kind of drew Sister Pauline into it there. But, but uh, anyway, he was accurate in that. We know that we're leaving here and, and we leave young, old, and in between. You don't have to be old to die. You just have to be breathing. And we know because of Hebrews that, that the writer said in Hebrews 9, 27, it is appointed unto man once to die and after this the judgment. So we know that death is expected and I'm speaking today in the natural realm is what I'm referring to. We know death's expected. Number two, I use this. We know death will be experienced because of Romans 5 and 12. The Bible said, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. That's why we die. That's why we have funerals. That's why we have sick people. Sin's the problem. It, wasn't, it was not God's intent, but it was the will of man that brought that into the world by following the temptation of the devil. The devil tempted Eve. Eve took the fruit. Adam was there with her. He gave him the fruit. And you know what? They partook of the fruit. And because of that, death passed upon all men. Now, death can be expedited. There is, my days are, Job said it like this. Job 14, verse number five said, my days, my, my days are with him. The number of my months are with him. My appointed time. My bound set that I can't pass. There's a, there's a bound for us. There's a bound set for us. And we act like when that happens, we fall apart often and we act like we just can't believe it. Well, when it's been expedited, that, that it really, it, and death hurts because of the separation that death brings. But I'm going to tell you, when we get to that place, when we, get, we sing that song, I am ready if he wants me to die. Two-thirds are lying when they sing that. Maybe 95%. Because what if you go to the doctor tomorrow, he looks you right in the eyeball and said, you got three months to live. It'd put pure panic in a whole bunch of us. It'd take the song out of it. That's good, Mark, right there. So with all that being said, we know without beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's proof a quarter of a mile up this way and a half a mile down this way. There's a cemetery on each side of the road. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt, we've had so many funerals in this place. We've buried so many people. You've buried people. One day they'll bury you. We know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there is a necessary death. 
I can't get to heaven in what I'm in. Flesh and blood shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So this thing has got to change. But I'm speaking in the natural realm here. There's a lot of unnecessary deaths. They leave before their time. Let's go. I'm going somewhere right here. Let's consider, let's consider the first man. The first created man, not the first being. So we take Adam. And, and, and you know, you know what expedited Adam's death. You know why Adam's death? It was unnecessary. Adam's death was wholly and completely unnecessary. God give Adam every single thing that he could ever want or ever need in this world. Everything was under his domain. He was, everything was subject unto Adam. And yet, the thing, the same thing that caused Adam's unnecessary death, I believe, personally, causes more death in the lives of people today than any other thing, and it's P-R-I-D-E. Pride cometh before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Pride in Adam said, Surely, Eve took it, it looks good, I'll just take it anyway. Pride said, no matter what the word of God says, I'm going to do it anyhow. Yeah, but he's God. Yeah, but he won't mind. Yeah, the problem was God had already said you take this, in the day you eat thereof, ye shall surely die. Pride said, won't kill me. And you know what? It took him 950 years. But he died. In the day you eat thereof. Now I'm going to speak. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to the natural. And Adam died. You know what? Pride, pride has killed a many a people in this life. And here's here's the thing that you know what you know what the pride you know what the pride severed. I'm, God help me right here, Lord. This is what burning my soul. And I don't know. The, you know what pride severed that day. Between Adam and God, his relationship. Gone. So, no, wasn't he still talking to him? Adam hides himself in the garden. And God comes by and says, Adam, where art thou? How many know that when God asks a question, it's not for information? 
Where you at, Adam? Adam's hit himself. What is that a picture of? The separation from the one that's walking. I mean, he's with God walking in the cool of the day. The very presence of God is walking in the cool of the day. And oh, Adam's just walking with God. I mean, everything's right. The lion's standing there and rub him on the head. Listen, the ass don't have a bite. The wasp don't have a sting. It's all good. He's just walking with God. And all of a sudden, wham! Now he's hid. Something's going to have to die. Something's going to have to die. But that relationship and that, that nearness can be restored. Off somewhere over here is an innocent lamb. And the pride of Adam's raised up. I'd say, Brother Branch, he's not so prideful now. Pose you a question. Most, most theologians agree that it was a lamb that died, that the skins came from. It doesn't specifically say that in Scripture, but if you follow it throughout the rest of the Scripture, you get the picture. You think Adam might have knew which lamb that was. Nothing's died yet. Nothing's died yet, but pride raised its head up. I'm telling you, pride severs relationships. These mamas and daddies that can't get along, these kids that can't get along with the parents, there's parents that can't get along with the grandparents, there's this one's mad at that one, and you, it'd be like the Hatfields and McCoys, they can't get along for nothing. This and there, that one here, huh? Severed, severed relationships, you know what does it? You know what the Bible said? There is no contention but by pride. If you're fussing, if you're arguing, if you're angry, hurt, mad, upset, determined, you know what it is? P-R-I-D-E, pride. If that's not true, then the Bible's wrong. He said that's the only way contention can come. I'll give you the verse so you can look it up when you get home. Proverbs 13, 10, only by pride cometh contention. I was talking to somebody the other day, and they, they was giving someone down the road, and they, I mean, they, honestly, they probably, they, they deserve to be given down the road. So do I. And they said, I can't believe God lets them live. And I said, you know what? I can't believe God lets you live. I can't believe God lets Mike McCoy live. On my best day, I'm a train wreck. Bless God. There's more pride than every person in here. Hey, don't tell me you ain't got it. Somebody, they can start playing Rocky Top right now and somebody can jump up and salute. Every contention comes by pride. Can we be right with God and not be right with man? Can we, can we say we love God and hate our brother? We know what the Bible says. You know what that's killed? It's killed a lot of relationships. 
why I pride. I will not say I'm sorry. I will not sorry. Matter of fact, I'm not sorry. How about that? Ah, I'm not sorry. God comes by and said, hey, who are you? Where'd you at when I laid the foundation for the world? You think you're, you think you're somebody? I crawl off in the corner somewhere, throw a blanket over my head and say, God, don't strike me dead. There have been a lot of things died unnecessary. Deaths. Number two, it's not just pride, but I'll get you two guys, Abihu and Nadab. Or in the Bible, it's, I inverted that just so I'll get my A's in line, but it'd be Nadab and Abihu. And you can take them whichever way you want. And I learned something about this. I've never seen this before in my life. Here's what happened. You know what? You know what caused their unnecessary deaths? Now, pride caused that, and pride caused ours. But you know what caused theirs? Presumption. 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 And, and I know what you Bible students thinking. Yeah, but God just told them that and then he killed them. How many times do you have to tell them? Watch this. I don't even get my scripture right. In Exodus 24 and 1, don't read it now. You can read it and get home. Now, we know that in Leviticus 10, Leviticus 10, chapter number 1, these boys offered strange fire unto God. They offered something, they offered something. God didn't tell them to offer it. But they were presumptuous in what they done. And I, hey, I'll just do it anyway. It'll be okay. It won't be okay. They died unnecessarily. And the way they knew, watch this. Exodus chapter 24. Here's what had happened, Brother John. When he got to Exodus 24, when God called up Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, and the 70 elders, and he said, the only one that can get close is Moses. The rest of them's got to worship afar off. And they knew that. They knew what God had said in Exodus. By the time they get the law a year later in Leviticus 10, they just snatch a little fire up. Going to throw it out there? It'll be okay? Whew. And God tells Moses, hey, don't even mourn them. They're done. That's your boys. Shouldn't have done that. You know what happened to them? If you'll stay with me, there's a happy part to this message in just a minute. You know what? We, we, we're all about the God of grace. I'm, I'm all about grace. I'm glad we're in the dispensation of grace. Do you understand grace? Praise God. I mean, hey, now we ought to stand and salute. But the wrath of God, the judgment of God, the law of God, listen, is in effect for those that be without the grace of God today. There's a multitude dying unnecessary deaths. Some die, some Christians die unnecessary deaths. I'll just do it anyway. That's amazing that God lets any of us breathe his air. They offered it, and God killed them. Just like that. And they couldn't even have a good funeral. They had to be left where they were. Leave them alone. Strange fire. 
Remember when Peter's preaching in Acts chapter 8? This guy thinks he'll just buy the gift, the power. God, I'll just buy it. And Peter said, your money perish with thee. He's presumptuous in acquiring what God has. Are you still with me? Everybody's quiet and silent. I know, I know he's going, hey, it'll be this way for a few weeks. Don't quit coming. There's a happy part to this. Roger said, what are you preaching on this morning? I said, that same thing, unnecessary death. I said, I'm preaching instruction and warning for the next three weeks. What kind of pastor would I be if I, if I knew the bridge was out and I just let you keep driving down that road? I wouldn't leave worse killing. And I don't know who's driving down this road, Mike Kramer, but God knows or he'd let me preach on happy, happy, everybody's happy today. Pride causes people to die unnecessary deaths. Presumption causes people to die unnecessary deaths. And I'm going somewhere with this. Now, if we go from we go from Adam to Abihu, we go to Achan in 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 Joshua chapter number five and six. And here's what caused his unnecessary a possession. A possession. God said, you can't have that. Achan said, yeah, but I've seen that Babylonish garment. It was one thing to have the defiled garment, but it was another thing to take the silver and the gold because God had already told them, when, the, when you collect the silver and the gold from Jericho, that's mine. You're going to bring that into my house. That belongs to me. That's not yours. That other thing's accursed. But you bring the silver and the gold, you bring it unto me because that's going into my treasury. Hey, that belongs to me. And Achan seen it and couldn't stand it and said, I've got to have it. Possessions has killed a lot of people. What should it profit a man? I don't even have to finish the verse. You, everybody in here knows it. Dorothy knows that verse. <laughs> if he gained a whole world and lose his own soul. What would a man give in exchange for his soul? I tell you what he'd give. He'd give it all. He'd give it all. Dying unnecessary death. Now, we know it's going to be necessary. We've got to die one of these days. We'll die once. So, Dusty, let me give you a verse right here. 30 and 8, Proverbs 30 and 8, give me neither poverty nor riches. Years ago, Dusty was a little boy. We've come in church. He had a friend of his went to school with. He invited this boy to church. Now, I'm, somebody said, you shouldn't tell the story. They don't know who it is. I hope he hears it. He invited this boy to church, and he's in the back seat. So, dad, preacher's quizzing him on the way to church. Y'all go to, you go, mom and dad go to church anywhere? Oh, they used to go. 
So is that right? Yeah. He said he used to go. And he said, and then daddy got that good job down there. And said, they had to start working on Sunday. He said, we don't go anymore. And I said, well, I'm glad you're coming with us today. I'm going to tell you, church. Your kids aren't getting what I'm giving you this morning in public school. And about 90% of them's not getting it at the house either. If they don't come here and hear this loudmouth preacher, they ain't getting none of this. So you boasting in yourself, I ain't worth killing. I'm boasting of that book right there. It's all in that book. Bless God, I'm going to give my level best to give you the word of God. You bring your children in here, I'm not going to preach them easy greasy. Any old thing makes it to glory. They won't get that out of me. They'll get blood-bought, born again, washed in the blood, trust in Christ. Get you to heaven. That's what you're going to get out of me. Yeah, we used to go to church. Daddy got that good job. We quit going to church. In about three-year time, Jimmy, mom and daddy wasn't married anymore. Kids, to my knowledge, I don't know if they ever went to church again or not. But three years a lot of time spread out. Someone, they're gone. This is gone. That one's gone. Daddy's got him a girlfriend. Mama's shacked up with somebody. And wonder if them kids went to church anymore. Unnecessary death. I don't like this kind of preaching. Well, I don't like doing it. I'm going to give you three things real quick. With Adam, the relationship died. With Abihu and Nadab, the ministry died. A lot of people's ministry have died unnecessarily. God had a work for you to do. But when it comes to Achan, you know what died? The family. Wasn't just Achan got killed. They lined up his mules, his children, his wife, stoned them all, and then set them on fire. And then they piled a bunch of rocks up on top of them. And this is what's so amazing. This is our God, and I'm going to be done. When you get to the book of Hosea, and they call that mound the valley of Achan, or Achor, where they piled the rocks up on old Achan and his family. They piled them up. But when you get to, when you get to Hosea, here's what you're going to find. You know what they call the valley of Achor over there in Hosea? It's the door of hope. Only God can take something that's dead and call it a door of hope. Listen, because of Adam, the relationship between mankind and God was severed. So we needed somebody to restore. We needed somebody that could step in to the place where the first Adam failed the last Adam succeeded. And you know what he done? Those broken relationships, you know what he done? Restored us, put us back in the family. So there, look, we have hope today in the family of God. I'm not, look, I'm, I'm grafted in. Aren't you glad to be in the family of God today? Listen, you know who done that? 
Jesus done that. He put us in the family. But now, look, we can be presumptuous. We can do things we shouldn't do. You know what? I'm not saying that we we ought to sin because of grace, but I'm saying where sin did abound, praise God. Grace did much more abound. Aren't you glad for the grace of God in the time of death? And them families that's died along the way, they're still a door of hope. You know what Jesus said? Somebody tell me. I am the All you got to do is walk through. No need to die unnecessarily. There's a day we'll die naturally. It'll come. It'll come. They told my cousin, she was, they thought she might be near passing. Saw in your door. She may, sis may be watching. I call her sis. She may be watching this this morning. I told her she was preaching fodder. I said, I'm going to use you in the messages. She said, please do. They told her a week or two ago, she had, she had liver failure, quit, kidneys quit working. She's in a bad way. Bleeding, can't get it fixed. Infection, can't get it fixed. She's 61 years old, it looks like. She may have been on the way out. She called me. She said, Mike, I need your help. She said, I may be leaving. And I said, well, you may be. She said, I, I need to know a thing or two. I said, I'll tell you. I don't know much, but I know what the book says. I don't need to know much if I know what the book says. If I know what the book says, I know all I need to know. She said, well, they tell me, they tell me I may not survive. I said, well, how do you feel about that? She said, I don't know whether I want to fight to stay or not. She's got a 24-year-old son. She's got a husband. I said, well, I can't tell you what to do. I, I know what I'd do, but I can't tell you what to do. We're talking about unnecessary death. Don't lose me yet. She said, she said, well, I said, let me give you some Bible on this. Here's what y'all do. I said, I'm going to go to the book of Job. And see, something come Job's way. Job wasn't expecting. He wasn't looking for what come his way. And Job didn't really know what to do. And by the time it's all said and done, you know what Job done? He said, God, you do it. Because I don't know what to do, but I know I can trust you to do what needs to be done. Lord, you do it. She said, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to say, Lord, you do it. And I'm going to see what he does. She said, while we was on the phone, they come into Centennial Hospital and said, hey, they've accepted you at Vanderbilt. We're going to transfer you. You know why? Because they got a transplant program. Really? I mean, while we're on the phone, she said, Mike, I couldn't believe it. While we're on the phone, they come in and said, they're gonna, we're getting transferred to Vanderbilt. 
We're getting in Vanderbilt. She'd been there a week. I've been in revival. Couldn't get there this past week. I told her, I said, I'm coming Saturday. My sister and I, Tracy's coming. We'll come see you. Saturday morning, I'm headed to Nashville. So I've been praying this week, Mike Garner. I've been saying, God, would you do this? You don't have to, Lord. Boy, he don't have to. I said, would you do this for me, Lord? Would you, would you just show me marked improvement concerning her kidney failure when I get in that hospital room Saturday? Just let me, let the numbers be better than they were. You know, I got a daughter-in-law that's a nephrologist, so we kind of know a little bit about this kidney stuff. Just show me marked improvement. That's what I'm asking for. We walk in the room. She's laying there in the bed. She said, I'm about to go insane. Pray I don't go crazy in this room. But she said, she, she pulls the cover off her head. She sees us. We uh, hug her and, and, and kiss on her. And she said, she said, you know what? She said, nephrology has turned me loose. I said, does that mean what I think it means? She said, they told me my kidneys is doing a lot better. He don't have to. She said, what do you think? I said, what do you think? I mean, I'd have to be, uh, have my head bump my head. No, not see, you got a transfer. You got into the transplant. We'll find out Wednesday whether she's going to go or no on the transplant list. But she got into the transplant wing and, and, and already God's done that miracle. Now he's done another miracle and the kidneys have just started working, praise God, miraculously. Don't tell me, glory to God. Hey, sometimes we just gotta ask him. I don't believe. She said, she said, well, we'll wait. I said, we're just gonna wait. Look here, he's done this, he's done that. Her son's a giant. I mean that literally. He's about six, seven or so, and a weigh three or four hundred pounds. He's a giant. She said, I said, I've never seen his kid cry. And she said, what I do, Charlie? He said, he started crying. He said, Mama, he said, you fight. I said, well, Mama, you let the Lord fight. You just let him. So here, you here today, family about dead, huh? ministry about dead, some relationship severed somewhere, about dead, something about dead. Don't let it die. Listen, God's the, he's not the God of the dead. He's the God of the living. So if you need something, you can have it. Sure. <laughs> he's a miracle worker. He does things. Yes, That's right. God's the only one that can keep things from dying. Stand to your feet. Play something for Anna. Bow your head. Somebody may need to pray. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.